everyone. My name is Rob Stelzer, and I'm part of the board here at TMA Toronto. Um, also a partner at Grant Thornton, and I'm joined today by a fellow partner, Dan Wooten at Grant Thornton. Part of the attraction of the turnaround and restructuring profession is that it's so interesting. Every file is different, and sometimes you're not seeing people at their best. Uh, that can make the work challenging at times, but it also can make it fascinating. We thought to kick off our newsletter for the fall season that it made sense instead of profiling people to profile stories, specifically war stories or outrageous stories. Uh, Dan and I were chatting a week or so ago and he shared the story with me that he's about to share with you. I thought it was fascinating. I hope you find it very interesting as well. Uh, and maybe we'll provide a little more color of uh, what can make our profession so interesting. So with that background, Dan, I'll turn it over to you. Please tell me about your crazy receivership. Thanks, Rob. Uh, and yes, for myself, I certainly can recall uh, the craziest file that I've ever worked on. Uh, it was with Phil Guinness. And we were appointed as a receiver over a group of related entities on behalf of a secured lender. The debtor companies were uh, a group of restaurants and included a catering operation, various real properties and certain equipment assets. There were 10 entities in total. And as is typical, immediately upon our appointment, we took steps to take possession of the assets and operations. Uh, which I didn't realize it at the time, but this was the beginning of what I expect will be the craziest file that I ever will work on. I was planning myself to attend to two locations where upon my arrival, I could see that the restaurants were still operating, full of patrons, eating meals, and with employees concurrently walking out the back door with computers, liquor, and records in their arms. I told them to turn around, go back inside, and please put down the assets. Uh, we then had to coordinate with on-site staff to politely ask the patrons to finish their meals, pay their checks, and leave so we could start securing their locations because, again, we were going to multiple locations uh, that evening. Uh, later on that evening, after taking uh, possession and control of a number of locations, all of the liquor contents that had been piled up inside disappeared, and all the while while we had security posted on site. Uh, again, uh, working from the receivership playbook, we assess the adequacy of the insurance policies, which was very important in this case, because as within a couple of weeks, two of the properties, each worth in the millions, precariously burnt down to the ground. And again, while we had posted security on site. Yes, yeah, just to clarify, there's two separate fires that took place at two of these properties that destroyed most of the property. Is that right? Separate fires uh, within a short period of time uh, in, in each of these locations were in different towns, right? not even close to each other. Uh, so both uh, strange fires that occurred uh, on two of our properties within a short period of time, burning both right down to the ground. Um, and while we had security on site, and again, of course, no one seemed to have seen anything. <clears throat> so this was not a good sign. <laughs> Uh, with respect to our proceedings and trying to maximize value. Um, one of the other real properties was located in a rural area. It was a non-working farm property 
uh, with a house, a barn, fields, and a forest area. Upon arriving to take possession, I noticed several 53-foot dry van trailers were on site, loading what could only be the missing catering equipment that we were looking for from a separate property and where such assets had been temporarily stored in the barn. We were immediately locked out of the barn from the people on site, uh, which was strangely secured for a barn uh, using medical locks and secure doors. Uh, we eventually gained access and our security personnel discovered a sophisticated marijuana grow up hidden in a lower floor beneath the barn. Uh, at this time, of course, this was pre-legalization. Uh, naturally, the police took an interest in our file and would often call us when they found equipment and related parties in their jurisdiction in the hopes of identifying some of our missing equipment and it being in possession of certain related parties. Uh, they also took control of the grow up, which subsequently became a bit of a tourist attraction for other police officers who wanted to check it out while we were on site. This happened uh, to me on more than one occasion where I was on site and police arrived and they just wanted to check out the grow up. Um, the farm property also included a custom underground bunker hidden within an outdoor children's playhouse, which was obviously quite strange and somewhat concerning. The bunker was outfitted with a bedroom, a TV, non-perishable food items, a dedicated phone line. Uh, it was um, strange and seemed to be something out of the movies. <laughs> And Dan, how was the bunker uh, underneath the children's playhouse discovered? And how did you get from the playhouse into the bunker? Yeah, the, the playhouse was a separate structure, custom built, uh, that was in the backyard, you know, maybe 60 feet from the house. And it was our security personnel, you know, and after finding, uh, you know, a grow up and having issues with the property, uh, we had asked, you know, our security personnel to inspect the premises. And I, I recall that they went into that playhouse and saw that one of the built-in uh, benches, or it was like a couch, was a little out of place. And if you moved it, you would discover what they discovered, a staircase that went underground. So it was not uh, normal <laughs> by any means, and just another strange uh, occurrence that happened on this file and and actually while we were on again on that farm property while we were on site the principal took it upon themselves to drive a tractor through the house and into the living room and subsequently made a statement almost in an attempt to the sue the receiver that it was the receiver that had asked him to move the tractor which had faulty mechanics and resulted in the significant damage to the house and them having a sore back after the impact. The principal uh, was also pursued in court for not providing the receiver with access to the various books and records. The court in this matter actually granted a bench warrant against the principal for not providing the receiver with access to the books and records. While the bench warrant remained outstanding, the principal showed up at our office unannounced and asked to speak with the lead on the file, Bill Guinness, which was a surprise and suffice to say that meeting was short. Within a couple of days after uh, attending our office, the receiver, we did uh, get a call from the principal's counsel 
and were advised as to the location of the books and records. We were told the books and records are where they've always been, which was in a locked public washroom stall in a rural area outside of Toronto. Suffice to say, after obtaining the records, they did not provide for a great amount of insight into the assets and operations of the businesses. There were a lot of ups and downs on the file. Over the lifetime of those receivership proceedings, the recoveries were essentially based on the sale of real estate, certain equipment, restaurant fixtures, and insurance checks. <laughs> During this time, we made several unique discoveries. We worked closely with the police, experienced a revolving door of security personnel, watched some of our collateral burn down, and I recall being invited to go for a walk in the woods at night to view certain equipment that was located in the forest, which I turned down and inevitably over the file felt the need to look over our shoulders here and there. Uh, so certainly for, for me and what we do day to day, uh, I think this will go down as the most outrageous file that I will ever work on. So thanks, Rob, for uh, bringing back some memories and allowing me to share this uh, with you and, and the group. Thank you, Dan, for sharing that story. I think that story had it all. Uh, it had random fires, uh, a hidden grow up, um, a bunker, um, uh, you know, records that appeared in a bathroom stall. Um, that definitely is is quite the experience. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't want to have a file like that uh, every year, but uh, every now and then having something like that certainly does does keep it interesting. Thank you. Thanks for sharing.